Welcome to the Gourds and Pomegranates podcast, talking common sense for church communications. Here's Hannah and Joe. So it's time for another Gourds and Pomegranates podcast. Uh, I'm Joe, and along with Hannah, we want to share some thoughts um, to help churches to communicate with those around you. As we're both Christian professionals who work with churches, we want to uh, share some of our experience and, and hopefully some, some wisdom as well. Um, but with a real emphasis on keeping things grounded, um, helping those in churches that maybe don't feel hugely confident with their, their comms, or perhaps just getting started and feeling really overwhelmed with the options out there. Churches that don't have huge resources or, or teams of volunteers to handle a website and publicity and all those things, we get that, we see you, um, and we really want to help you and equip you to do your part in, in sharing the gospel in your communities. So obviously as churches and organisations that have this focus on Christ, we want to share a message of, of God's love and God's peace. So this idea of a mission and a goal for your comms, that's something we addressed in, in the last episode, um, talking about what churches often get wrong with communications and, and obviously some pointers on how to do things with purpose. So in this episode, we're going to give you some pointers on how to deal with what is an unfortunate reality of being active online and particularly on social media. And that's the issue of negative comments and, and how to respond uh, to them or deal with them appropriately. So first of all, Hannah, um, what exactly do we mean when we're talking about negative comments? So actually, there probably is like a dictionary definition for it um but we we have sort of summarized it as when we as online um and social media users receive messages that might be public or private that either misunderstand misrepresent or even intentionally are posted to try to get a reaction typically a negative one and that can result in us feeling very frustrated and often actually quite upset yeah. Most of the time they will occur in posts or videos that we, as again, the, the content creators put up um, and they like get will get published, um, posted in the comments uh, that sort of trying to elicit a response either from us or other people, or they can be sent as direct messages um, either on like Messenger or whatever. And whilst digital offers like a number of awesome things, obviously, I do think it's a great place to be. Um, you know, there is the the two sides of the coin that if we want the freedom of being able to post freely, you know, whatever we want in reality, you know, we are very lucky in this country. Uh, there is also the other side that actually we need to allow or expect that others will freely post in response to what we put up. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword of a public forum. Exactly. And um, what we're going to say isn't about it being a bad that people are posting, but it's more about like how how we should respond as Christians. Um, and yeah. what we're going to talk about is predominantly social media and digital presence. There will be a lot of stuff that kind of we talk about or that touch on that can be used for press and so like public relations with like print media, but also thinking about how you deal with kind of on-site interactions or the reverse of actually for you, the listener, to think about how you engage on site and how actually that can relate to to how you think about your online interactions. Yeah. So one of the first things to think about is that it's always worth having a kind of like negative comments 
or sort of how we're going to deal with this part of your digital comm strategy to refer back to if anyone should challenge you on decisions that you've made you know having this in the first place will determine you know a cohesive response to anything that does come up in the future regardless of who's dealing with it whether that's me as the individual social media manager or the church leader or an administrator if everyone knows the same message then you, you know you do have a sort of a, a solid response for the future so what you're saying there is if you want to have a part of your comm strategy that is dealing with negative comments you probably want to have a comm strategy in the first place as well absolutely is that a hint to an upcoming episode oh, it might be it might be <laughs> we haven't decided that far yet <laughs> That would require forward planning. Yes, of course. This doesn't sound like us at all. Um, but it is true that actually, you know, as as thinking about, um, you know, a comm strategy of like it's the branding and all, all of the fun stuff, actually you need to have those kind of um, procedures and policies in place so you know that if someone posts something like this, this is how we're going to respond because again, if you're in the midst of it and you're having someone saying something really upsetting, you don't want to just respond out of um, anger or frustration. So having that really helps to protect you as a team. Yeah, 100%. Thankfully, I've not been on the other end or I've not been on that point of having to deal very angrily with something um, because I think we had I don't say policies, but I knew that actually I need not to respond in, in anger, which I think actually as Christians, you know, we're, we should lean on because we're here representing Christ. And that needs to be remembered yes. in what both we post online within our um, uh, comms strategy, within our comms calendar, but then actually about how we respond. You know, we've got to love our enemy and it's hard, but we've got to turn the other cheek even though it's hard, we've yeah. got to be there to allow people to respond. And that's a, a scary responsibility. As much as it's an amazing responsibility, absolutely. the fact that generally these are public forums, things that you post there can be screenshotted. And even if you delete them, they can be used against you. Um, so if you are representing the church, that is a big responsibility and something to take seriously. Yeah, yeah, you don't want it to come out that, oh, this church says they're really nice and then they're actually, they're responding like this to people. You yeah. know, it does it does the church no favours. Yeah, for sure. So though, like, negative comments can go from slightly amusing tongue-in-cheek, you know, a little bit too far than Christian memes, which I find funny, but, you know, you can kind of take it as a bit of banter. It can also go to actually some horrifically offensive, dark, deep stuff and and it's sort of understanding that there, there is a range it's not just kind of one type of post yeah so whilst the latter are cause for concern at the end of the day you do also need to remember that that is someone posting to you it is not you posting something publicly from your church account mm. that is a whole different thing we should be talking about but you know comments trolling negative comments actually that is no reflection on you so even if they do come up don't panic that this is something we need to delete or whatever straight away actually it's it's someone else in response to you so kind of don't stress too much yeah it's a, it's a question of source isn't it and yeah. actually there's a world of difference between you posting it or putting it on your website as a thus saith our church to yeah. someone who posts it and mentions your church you know even if that is public 
that's not what your church is saying. Um, it's so you have a responsibility to moderate it. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously something we're going to look at what that actually means. But you don't have a responsibility to censor it or, you know, that's not your voice that's saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Or panicking that someone said this, that or person A said this, the public will think that that is what we meant. But it's not because actually that's person A yeah, said exactly. that's um, exactly. about or to you. So to help uh, us kind of work out what type of response is required, um, let's understand the kind of the different types of commentators out there. Because I think I and I found this um, these definitions on an article on church juice. So I can't take credit for them, but actually they're a really great explanation as to like how to break it down and actually have a bit of an idea of who the type of person is and what their motivation of it is. Because again, I think it's understanding what their motivation is behind the post as to how you should respond so number one is trolls um yeah this this is something that um a bit of a bugbear for me i find uh, probably more in the christian world we use the word trolls interchangeably with um online bullies um and obviously online bullying and harassment is terrible but they're not the same thing are they no and like obviously wikipedia is not the like that be all and end all for definitions but um the wikipedia definition for trolling is a person who's intentionally sows discord on the internet by starting arguments or upsetting people that and i'm adding this that actually probably they have no real reason to do it they have no relation or no... for the sake of it exactly exactly and it doesn't happen sort of person i'm gonna i'm trying not to like give like specific names because i don't want to accuse anyone of being trolling so we should go person a um it's not the person a finds church one and just wants to um oh, i'm gonna find out this church and just just troll them for the sake of it it probably will a lot of it come from either being targeted for an ad or if it's like a post that's gone out and has has had a load of hits and stuff and they're always reaching a large amount of people that then they kind of like see it and it's only really because they've seen it that they kind of respond to it typically saying something hurtful along the lines of you know what a bunch of idiots for not knowing you know they're following a stupid cult something you know that is quite hurtful to us who believe that you know our faith is, is something hugely impactful and important and vital to our existence and so those sorts of points can be quite hurtful yeah we can take it sort of as a, a personal insult or a personal attack but like you say it's it's not usually not targeted um it it is as much out of boredom as anything yeah. else and wanting to just stir the pot and get a reaction and yeah. if you react then they'll try to post back to get another reaction um, yeah that the point you make about it being in response to an ad or a targeted post is is really helpful as well i think that's what i've seen a lot of recently where churches have been dipping their toe in the water with paid uh, promotion on their social media content, um, which is obviously a, a massive topic that we can cover on a different occasion. But being aware that the people that are seeing that content, if you're paying for them to see it, may not want to see it. Um, and so you may be more likely to get this sort of reaction from essentially strangers as much as you want to reach those strangers. They don't always want to be reached. Yeah, and and appreciating that angle of it is 
I think helps with giving a bit of compassion. But another one, actually, I just thought that has nothing really to do with church, but where you do see a lot of trolling, like the local community groups mm. or thinking about uh, the local newspaper or the regional newspaper when I was in Plymouth and they would post an article or something or sort of get the local Facebook groups, people post something about something that maybe isn't bad or just maybe is a bit, um, can I say bitchy? Like, have we, is, is that allowed on here? <laughs> but then are a bit kind of like, rah, 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 rah. And that's then when you get people trolling going, oh, it's really stupid that this is happening. Or like, so say it's something about a church. Um, like, okay, let's be optimistic. A church is going to put out something in the newspaper saying we're going to feed 150 families over Christmas with our like church food bank or something. That's lovely. By the posted on the um, news uh, news outlet or, or local Facebook group, there's bound to be people posting saying, yeah, well, what are they doing for the rest of the year? Or, yeah. oh, well... Not 300. Yeah, or what about, like, why don't they just not spend money on their stupid roof? Or, you know, then going even more hurtful about things that have happened within certain denominations that is absolutely horrific. And, you know, people bringing totally unrelated incidences that happen and bring it in. And again, then that's for then the public to see, that's for the churchgoers to see, that's for the church staff to see. And it, it's, it's uncalled for and unnecessary. Full stop, people shouldn't do it. <laughs> but again, it's a reality of, of the online world. So, yeah. So. Do you have anything, anything else to add on? No, I think, I think we've covered trolls. Um, yeah. it's, it's a reality of the online world. We need to be aware of it, um, but not, not take it too personally. And that's that's that that's a nice tone to end it on. So number two of the types of people you've got those who need to be heard. So I'm going to call this person picky Peter. Um, no no hate on Peters or anything, but let's just make it a bit fun. So these people are likely to be part of your church family or attend something on you know um, that happens on site but have something to complain about. And really, you should if you're going to complain about it, just get in touch with your church leader or, you know, someone on leadership, but they just feel they've got to put it up online. And it is helpful. You know, it is useful feedback, kind of, and often comes from a place of frustration at the situation rather than hate and outwardly kind of trying to sow discourse. But it's often actually kind of like not dealt with in a very helpful way (laughs) in that they are putting it publicly rather than going actually, can I come and deal with this problem directly? So could be something sort of um, posted on a Facebook page or on on a live stream. Going, you keep saying there's a children's group, but when we turn up, there isn't anything available. Well, how does that help by posting on there? Just get in touch with the minister and get in touch with, yeah. you know, the administrator or someone just to tell them that this is the situation. And it can be resolved because actually, if you're posting something online and it actually isn't seen or it's not dealt with, the feedback doesn't go along and nothing's actually then resolved in the end to it. Yeah, I think it's it's that thing of dealing with things between two people and then if you yeah. need to involve people doing that more um, and doing things in the right way. So these people may have entirely valid complaints. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be that they're actually not in such a good place and that, um, you know, that doesn't mean that they don't need to be heard, but perhaps it's more of a case that these people need to be listened to, yeah. whether that's because they 
feel that they're not being listened to um, or whether there are other reasons they're not being heard and so they're wanting to be heard on a wider audience in a bit more of perhaps an attention-seeking way. Yeah. Um, so it's not, not the healthiest way to do it, but we still need to take on board what they're saying and, and probably take it offline and deal with it in the right way. Yeah, as you say, it, it probably is the most useful out of the three because it is constructive to the church, but it's just not the best way to deal with it. I'd probably say in my experience that it's in larger churches, you're going to be more likely to see this. Yes, um, perhaps that's, that's because there's more potential to feel like you're not being heard. Um, perhaps because the sort of social stigma of if you were to post something online and actually you go to church and there's there's 20 or 30 other people there, everyone else is going to have seen that. Um, and there's more chance that they're going to call you out on that it wasn't the best thing to do, maybe. Yeah. Um, no, that's so that's not true. to say it doesn't happen in small churches, but yeah, something to be aware of. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so then the other definition are, again, I didn't come up with this title, but I do quite like it, the unconscientious objectors. Um, so the people who are quite kind of like smart and critical thinkers, and they just want to object and argue and complain and cause a bit of a ruckus more to be difficult than to be hurtful mm. because they kind of want a response out of you because they want to argue with you. So this is a really awful example, but it's kind of, they're the ones who go like stupid church doesn't serve almond milk with its coffees. So what? Like, we're not going to serve almond milk. Like, do we all want lattes and, you know, I'll give you a flat white for your coffee. And so, like, that's not a helpful comment. Mm. It's not necessarily hurtful. It's just annoying um or even those people that then sort of it's not about arguing or it's not about suggesting that you're in a cult or something but sort of might argue kind of like they have a vague theological understanding and they're able mm. to kind of like um antagonize in it in a smart way so i suppose it's this isn't someone who's looking to be helpful with their comments which for those uh, that need to be heard the previous people we talk about We'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say, actually, maybe they do want to be helpful. They're just not going about it in the right way. These are people who aren't looking to be helpful, but are disagreeing with you. And it could be that they disagree with your church's stance on something. Mm -hmm. um, and again, not necessarily the best way to engage with it on a public forum. Um, but it becomes one of those things where we don't expect everyone to agree with us. Um, but by having those conversations in the public forum, it just makes everything more heated. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily a, a good idea. Yeah. So we'll react to these people in a, in a different way. Which I guess you know, leads us nicely on to, with these different types of people, these different types of negative comments, what do we do with them? Um, so the first thing really... That was, that was you panicking, wasn't it? It was me panicking. I should have like done the, don't panic, Mr. Runnering. <laughs> um, the first thing is not to panic. Again, like, as we said already, this doesn't reflect on you. It reflects on how you respond to it. But the posts themselves are nothing to do with you in the basics of senses. So really sort of like just try and take a moment before you go, ah, I've got to respond kind of thing often the first thing that people see they're like oh it's a negative comment I've got to delete it I've got to get rid of it like all the evidence has got to go actually really that isn't always the case um you know if it's spam or like bots go 
going, you can make a million pounds for your building or, you know, I've I found this new way to use cryptocurrency. Try this. Delete that because that's I like weirdly. I get a lot of them on Instagram, which is really odd. Um, Not so much on Facebook. But, you know, if it's spam like that, delete it and actually even try and block them because otherwise you just get lots more. That's fine to like immediately delete and block. If it's offensive, so again, actually, if it's quite... um, Targeted, harassment. Yes. Mean. That actually is offensive and a huge cause for concern. Mm. You can report them. And actually, Twitter's really good at, well, actually, they're all, it depends, but it is always good to report um, the accounts and the posts Mm. if it is actually very, very upsetting. Yeah, I mean, very, very clearly the case if if something is illegal and and what they're saying is actually against the law. Yeah, so that that definitely. And I mean, don't become, don't we go too deep into it? But actually, if you recognise them as something, someone local or, you know, that you do know them from your area or something, always worth to just have a note of it. I don't want to say like report it. But, you know, if if your minister or someone does have a relationship with like a local police officer or something, that's always worth kind of just bearing that in mind because there is the chance that these aren't isolated incidences. Yeah, I think that's fair, especially when when you notice a pattern. Yeah. At that point, you, you start to think, what do I need to do about this? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, safety of church members or church leadership. So, you know, if it is really bad, bear that in mind. On Facebook, you can hide comments, actually, if it's not like really offensive, but it's just actually a little bit unhelpful. So that's always a good thing to do. And especially if you aren't sure, you could hide it, deal with it, and then either, you know, make it public again, if you need to put a public response to it or delete it if necessary. So I don't want to say delete shouldn't be your first instinct, but actually it it's sort of your first um right this is how do we deal with it but it shouldn't be your automatic of we have to delete everything yeah because i think that can come across as censoring and can make people more angry if they feel that anything that you disagree with is just shut down as you're not allowed to have a voice here yeah no definitely and and actually it can be more helpful to engage with someone you know as you say rather than just censoring them is sort of asking a question to their comment complaint whatever they've said and um, so you know so whilst there are some who who want to be difficult complain just because they want to there are often those who are just hurting and you know we're in a broken world there's so many people are in difficult places for many different reasons and they are just lashing out and just need someone or something actually taking the time and the opportunity to engage with them and comment back, um, you know, pray for them. Actually, that can be a really valuable way of sort of slightly diffusing a situation or mm. even so making it better, but actually going, no, look, we believe there is a way that we can help you through this. Mm. And I think, you know, we've listed out some different examples or different types of people that might be commenting. And it's helpful to try and identify where that comment's coming from. But we're not always going to know 100%. And actually something that looks like a stirring troll-like comment could be entirely genuine coming from a a good place. And so to shut someone down when they're asking a genuine question could be crushing. Um, Mm -hmm. We need to be really careful with that. And it's, it's a balancing act. But I think where possible, we need to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Um, and sure, 
it might backfire and hurt us a little bit or make us look stupid, but at least we're trying to do the loving thing and that will be clear to those that are watching, you know, that are seeing the conversation unfold. Mm. Exactly. And, you know, like, again, for those who need to be heard so actually those who are kind of giving something constructive Mm. again engaging is important because it it lets them know that you've heard them and actually you're going to deal with it appropriately so whether that is just responding something back um you know making an action making a change again like you said that sort of benefit of the doubt of, of actually they're not meaning this maliciously they're not sort of complaining because they want to complain. Actually, it was a real pain point for them in their experience Mm -hmm. of church. This might actually be a really helpful thing if we did make these changes. But I suppose there's also, if you are willing to make those changes, that doesn't mean that you have to say straight away on social media, we're going to do it. You know, it it can be, I think a key thing here is um, there are times when you, as the volunteer who's running uh, social media, may be better off taking it not to say higher but taking it to the church leadership or yeah. or taking it to sort of trusted friends or others who are, who are in um, social media or, or church comms you know there's plenty of facebook groups and communities of, of support for that sort of thing um, and they're the, the sorts of people that we want to be pointing to as a, as a really good resource yeah just to get some input on what's the wisest thing to do in this situation because it's very hard to give black and white advice about when this comment comes in, you should do this because we don't know what's behind the comments. We don't know the individual situations. No, exactly. And and often, as you said, like it, it can't just be helpful to put thanks for this. We'll pass it on or we'll deal with it or like, you know, at least acknowledging yeah. that you've seen it and it will be kind of dealt with. Hmm. Giving a next step, but at the same time, not being like the customer support account on Twitter, which yeah. is like, oh, really sorry to hear that email us at inquiries at company.com you know that that isn't necessarily a helpful response because it comes across as just copied and pasted because it probably is um rather than sensitive and and so still handling it on a one-on-one basis but saying let's take this further offline or, or not in public no exactly and you know so wherever possible you know respond to the comments but actually can you talk further so if it is someone sort of local is Mm. there a way that you could say you know we'd love to hear more about your problems issues concerns come for a coffee we'd love to chat with you further Mm. because actually again if they're a person in a difficult place or or going through something actually maybe they just do need someone to listen to where they can vent to yeah and actually it might be the start of something um you know the start of something for them if they experience the church being not necessarily receptive to their concerns but at least just listening to them mm. so wherever you can you know it, if that works chat to them invite them for coffee or something or chat to them online you know can you direct message them could you invite them to church it's really difficult to find an exact kind of the type of comment where you'd exactly say this but you sort of you know could you use it to invite them of saying you know join us on sunday to see for yourself if someone's saying oh you're a bunch of old people something something you know (laughs) join us for sunday we'd love to see you something like that because again you're inviting them but you're not sort of sounding really like ah and Hmm. that's not a word but (laughs) you know i mean it's it doesn't sound sort of overly clingy you're being or, or, or sort of going well we don't want to talk to you you're yeah. sounding quite open and, and 
inviting. I've said it's, inviting. It's, one, it's wanting to bring them in rather than to push them away. Exactly. Yeah. Or if it's in some case of someone says, oh, well, this was a really stupid church because, I don't know, they're still using an organ. I think it's really like helpful, that. the voice that you're doing. I think it puts me right in the, the mind of the person who's commenting online. <laughs> Um, I'm going to have to do voices for all of the different people now, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, so to say that something like, actually, well, you're not going to be changed. If someone's complaining because you're still using an organ, like you're like, mm. well, we're not going to change it anytime soon necessarily. Or actually, this is the way we worship. We're not mm. going to get lights and electric things and stuff like that. You just comment and say, really sorry, but we're not the right church for you. We hope you find a church in your area that's better suited to you. Yeah. You're kind of responding rather than aggro you're you're wishing them the best of finding a church you're still kind of encouraging them to go to church but you're not being like i'm trying to think of like a a a a christian response to it but you know you're not sort of saying well whatever we don't want to see you again and you're not saying that our way is right everyone else is wrong and therefore you are also wrong but you're saying we're not the best fit but we still want you to find out more about Jesus, so go to somewhere where you feel that you might fit in better, yeah. Exactly, um, yeah. Um, I think there are also situations as well where actually silence is the wisest response, um, especially this is going to be the case um, on local Facebook groups or on a post which maybe is a little bit controversial and has had a number of comments, where having a response that you put out too quickly, maybe it's hastily written or just a little bit wise can actually add fuel to the fire. Um, and yeah. rather than calming things down, which you're trying to do, um, it can just result in more and more comments um, and the negativity spreading because it's then being seen by more people while that comment on it. Yeah. So I think if there are these situations where it is kicking off a little bit um, and you do feel that you need to make a response, um, waiting for things to die down can be okay. Um, and putting out something along the lines of uh, a statement or or a blog post might actually be a better way of handling it because it it takes the ball back into your court and you say this is what the church is saying in response to this situation and it's a little bit more of a in the nicest way possible a full stop um, rather than saying right let's keep the conversation going and adding to this negativity because I'm going to say this and then you're going to say that and then we'll just keep going I would say that when when you do want to put out more of an official statement or an official response like that, um, that perhaps that's where you bring in some outside support in terms of other churches that you trust. Um, you know, definitely, as I've said before, talking to your church leadership, but it might be that they want to talk to other church leaders um, and get their input on it as well. Because something that we're probably going to end up banging on about in future episodes, but communication is a two-way street. And so it's not just what you're saying, but it's how people are receiving it. Uh, what are they hearing? So you can write something with the best intentions, but if it comes across as sarcastic or hurtful or insincere, then it's not a good thing to put out. So getting that guidance can really help, maybe help get us outside of our echo chamber. Yeah, yeah. So what we've just covered isn't a uh, instruction and a very clear to follow formula because it is so dependent on who the person is, what their motivation of posting and also actually what they are posting. So it's really tricky to say, this is exactly what you should do. Hopefully this has given you a bit of clarity on 
where you need to be thinking but really your responses need to come from a place of time reflection wisdom prayer and talking to other people whether that is kind of if you've got some comms peers that you kind of can share this with or leadership actually just you don't deal with a response on your own purely of just making sure that how you're responding is the right way but as well as thinking as to how you respond to social media responses, so whether that's Facebook or a YouTube video or, or or something, it is also worth occasionally, I wouldn't say doing it too often, reviewing comments um, or posts made about your church. So even if that's about just Googling your church and not looking up your places on those platforms but to see what people have written about you or things like google review you know are you actually on there do you own that like google my business part for your church or business or charity where actually people can give feedback that often again maybe it's difficult for you to respond but actually you can take on the feedback that's given again as i've said already of like local news or local community facebook pages if there's been something where you've been posted about it is always worth just kind of reading through them, taking it slightly objectively, you know, and trying not to take it all to heart. You know, it can be upsetting, mm. but they can offer real insights into opportunities to improve upon. We've said it several times already, but we're going to say it again. Take a moment out. Don't just sort of knee jerk response and sort of keyboard warrior breathe breathe take a few moments make a drink and have you got someone to talk to again this is there needs to be in the you know in your strategy of going actually these are the people we will share it with you know these are the people that that we will want to refer to if a more serious response is required you know draft a response especially as joe said if it's something bigger where a statement or a blog post or something needs to be created you know draft a response but have others read it have someone who's either not involved with your church directly but someone that you can trust who can uh you know give you some objective and practical advice but equally understands the nature of where you are at the same time own it if it's something about like well you don't have the childcare when i turn up Okay, that is on you. You can't blame that on someone else. You know, if you did mess up or if it's something that you can change, say, we're really sorry. We realize that this is something we've, I don't say failed on, but actually this is something that we can change. Um, yeah, something we can do better. Yeah, exactly. You know, thanks for your feedback. We will make a change. Say sorry, but make the changes then and don't just say it and then don't do it. You know, remember that it does show authenticity and openness to respond in that way. But equally, if those comments come up, if you're not deleting everything, as, as you said already, Joe, of like, actually, if you're not shutting it down all the time and sort of really controlling what people are saying, actually, if people see that there was a comment that said something, there was only child, child groups or something, and then actually you say, look, we've really heard what people are saying. We're now going to make an effort on this. And now your child groups are really growing. People will mm. respond to that in a really positive way because they see, oh, these Christian people, these church people, they're not all snobby and don't want to listen to our feedback and really do a voice to that. But, um, you know, actually, <laughs> they did listen to us and it was OK. You know, they don't hate mm. us now when we turn up. And hopefully they, they're practising what they're preaching. Exactly. So I think actually, it, you know, it does show real positivity and, and opportunity for growth if there are problems that can be resolved and that are then resolved upon. Mm. 
So remember that you're representing the body of Christ in how you respond. So show openness, show vulnerability, show love and forgiveness. So if someone is being a bit difficult, you know, show a bit of graciousness to them. And remember that it's an opportunity to reach new people in a new way that we Mm. wouldn't really, because that's what digital allows us. So I've got a really good story um, that he must have told me quite a while ago, but it really, it really moved me. And it's something that I really remember. So I have a friend, Jason, who works at an awesome church in Exeter. And they've been pioneering digital for like, for forever and like I love him so much for all the awesome things he inspires me to do and he said to me one time so so they did a lot of I think they called them online pastors so whilst they were live streaming and they were doing it long before COVID Mm. they had online pastors who were engaging with people you know offering prayer offering an opportunity to um, connect and trying to not solve people's problems but you know actually be there in the same way that we would if we were meeting on site they had one person that kept commenting, being very difficult and hurtful. Um, but the the online pastors like persisted in showing love and kindness to this to this guy, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and turns out he was having a problem of some sorts. They prayed for him, they prayed with him, and you know, actually he sort of went, Oh, sorry, you're not the ones I'm angry at. And actually, not that he was kind of came to the Lord immediately, but actually they helped him break down some walls, some barriers, some problems that were up. Mm. Whereas if they'd have just gone, no, we're deleting that comment, actually they could he could have been in a lot worse place afterwards. So it I really came away from him, Jason, telling me this story of actually there can be real power in engaging with those difficult people because we can see real change happen. Yeah. So all of all of these negative comments that, that we've talked about, the negative examples that we might hear about, because that's just what we do, right? We focus on the negative rather than the positive, but actually they're opportunities um, for, for us and indeed for God to, to use it for good things to, to come out of it. So to sum up, I'll say, don't be scared off. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the things that we've talked about can feel quite dramatic and the negativity that can come with these comments, you know, it is a reality of the online world. And not least when so often the message that we want to put across from the Bible is quite countercultural and different to, to what those around us think. Yeah. But as we keep banging on about, you know, the more you're thinking through how to sensitively communicate with your audience and what you're wanting to communicate, hopefully the less likely it is that these um, situations will happen. And we want to encourage you to approach this with confidence, whilst at the same time, you know, with humility, asking God's help to give you the words to be wise and to be peaceful in your communications. And in all of this, to thank God for the privilege that it is to use modern communication methods to proclaim his truth and share his love with those around us. Mm-hmm.